You're listening to Anatomy for Life with Crystal and Nicole, where we discuss the anatomy behind the most popular physical and spiritual practices so you can get the most out of these modalities on your healing journey. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. I'm Crystal. And I'm Nicole. We want to talk about gut health, right? Yes, we want to talk about your gut health today. It's such a, um, it's such a pop topic. Why don't you tell us what you were just telling me? Well, it is a pop topic. I feel like it's everywhere you turn, you hear about gut health, leaky gut, all these different things. And uh, I mean, there's a good reason for it. Um, there's a massive amount of Americans that are dealing with this now. And uh, one thing that's so fascinating to me behind gut health mm-hmm. is that most people don't realize how crucial it is as a very young child to create that healthy gut. Between the ages of zero and four years old is when your entire microbiome in your gut is formed. So crazy. if you're getting tons of cow, cow's milk that has the antibiotics in it, um, you know, I mean, pretty much anything that we touch these days, unless you're eating 100% raw or whole, um, which is super hard to do with kids, right? And super expensive. And super expensive, <laughs> yes. You're, you know, everything's got antibiotics in it. So whether or not, you know, you've got a kid who's been really sick and they're getting their microbiome destroyed from a very early age, think of think um, how many times doctors prescribe an antibiotic because when my parent goes in and says, my child's uncomfortable and they've got this terrible cold, but it shouldn't be prescribed for just the common cold, right? So, I mean, kids are getting it thrown on them from so many different angles, whether it's the food they eat or don't eat, you know, and yeah. uh, and also from what's being prescribed to them. In some ways, you feel like almost like, uh, do they even have a fighting chance because of just the environment we live in? We don't live like our ancestors did, you know, that no wonder we have so many more diseases and things. And so you're already starting from a place with young children oftentimes where they're gonna they're building an immunocompromised type of system. Um, and that's why we wanted to talk a little bit about that and how we can work on that. But more importantly, how what we do in our gut, how that connects so much with our brain. Yeah, with our brain, with the rest of their our body. Thank you for saying that. And probably a lot of what you just said, people have heard coming at them from many different angles and sources, and um, and it's difficult to know the truth behind a lot of that anatomy as well. And so to lay a little baseline down, in your stomach you have your microbiome, right? There's yeah. this really healthy environment that is a little precarious. Maybe that's the word. So basically what you have to have is uh, the right acidic versus basic environment in your gut, and then you have to have all of the things that are alive in there, (laughs) right? Operating optimally to break down proteins, um, digest things, or turn things into waste, or basically, it's like a little brain in there deciding what's good for you and what's bad for you. Um, There's also, you know, there can be damage to the stomach lining, so there's a lot of things going on in what you'll hear the pop word called microbiome, right? That's what we call it. And it is a little bit precarious as far as the balance you need in there needs to be really good for your optimal health. 
And so what we're talking about is some things really hurt that, and that's how you can get candida infections. Antibiotics um, kill a lot of the bacteria in your microbiome that you need for these processes. And so there's lots of things. Stress can kill it, and one thing I wanted to add to that, all of the things we've heard is you've probably heard about your emotional health. Yeah. When people are nervous or they have things going on emotionally, where do we just say we feel it? We say, I have butterflies in my yeah, stomach. Yeah, in my stomach. And there's yes. a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason why. It's because your enteric nervous system is an amazing like, like web that covers your whole intestines and your digestive system. And this nervous system has mostly afferent signals, meaning it's sending signals from your gut to your brain. So not the other way. It's not your brain telling your gut how to digest things. It's feedback in your environment and in your food that then signal to your brain how healthy the environment is and how we should operate based on that feedback, which is kind of crazy. Um, and the other thing that's going around a lot right now, which probably a lot of people have heard about, is that serotonin, the neurotransmitter, and also the chemical responsible for mood, sleep cycles, happiness, <laughs> depression, like all of these things, um, appetite, yeah. is 90% of that chemical serotonin has now been discovered and to be created in your gut. Yes. So, I and mean, you know, that's a big one. Yeah, and you know what's fascinating about that, that many people don't realize, and they say, yeah, I don't eat the greatest diet, I don't do this, but how does that really affect my mental health? Well, this is how, because the other part of this study that um, I have done some, some heavy research on shows that most, like the standard Americans say you weigh about 200 pounds, uh -huh. you're carrying around anywhere from 8 to 10 pounds of bad bacteria in your body. That's the oh, bad bacteria. Wow. Think, think, think of a bowling ball. Oh, wow. That's so, like, so you're like, I weigh 200 pounds, but, but like, really you weigh 190 or something because that's <laughs> the amount of bad bacteria. Well, I like those stats. Yeah, okay. yeah. Who would like that? Yes, and so, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to write that I board. How much do you weigh? Just 110 because the 10 pounds of bacteria that I have. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter that I have all this damaging, damaging everything in my body. So if you have all that bad bacteria in your stomach, what's it going to do? It's going to kill that serotonin. It's going to kill the bad bacteria, right? And so I think a lot of times when we're saying like, well, why does it, like, yes, we know the implications in our heart and other things when we put those things in our gut, but if our gut is telling our brain to behave a certain way, doesn't it stand to reason that if we are killing our microbiome by the things we put in our body, the stressors in our environment, the lack of sleep, all the different things that are affected mm -hmm. in our gut, it stands to reason that that signal is going to come up to our brain and put that under stress too. Anxiety, mm -hmm. fear, depression, all of those things that so many people are coming to find that if they stay consistent and really work on making that, and, and these aren't like overnight fixes, right? Because we do live in like very toxic environments from the chemicals in our home. Now, well, I think, yeah, that, I think yeah. that's a really valid point because, and we will link in the show notes to all of our sources and studies and things like yes. that. Um, but the thing about it not being a quick fix, 
with a pill or omitting one thing from your diet or taking something I think is a really valid point and that might be why it's been a little discouraging or it's less likely the first route to healing things like that. So I do have a really cool study I want to link for them in the show notes that is showing that when they compare treating these conditions you brought up like anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and things like that um, with pharmaceuticals they have this range of like results right but whenever they try to treat those conditions with a diet mm-hmm. and it's controlled so it's very specific over a period of time all of those results are higher yeah. so basically better results it's a better way to treat your brain through your gut so this is why I want to tell you about this interesting story that happened yeah, to me on here. Um, was when I got in a car accident and hit my head, I actually got a concussion. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to all these therapies um, to try and fix that quickly because it's just less optimal to work without your brain for a long period of time. So I did at one point run into a chiropractor who had um, this cool um, red laser that is approved now actually by the FDA for treating concussion protocols. Yes. So we were doing that and then we were making little progress and then one day he said to me, you know what else, I just got back from a concussion conference, symposium, Mm -hmm. something in Las Vegas and there's all these new studies out and I want to suggest to you fasting. Okay. Yes, and I said for my concussion and he said yes, for your brain, the best thing you can do to help cortical assembly, um, help make uh, neurological connections, help it operate, operate optimally, and help it get healthy and send signals for blood and lymph and nerves, you know what I mean, yeah. to beef that area up and just turn it on, yeah. is to fast. And so he had me on this protocol and I said, well, yeah, let's try it, you know, all the anatomy stuff I do, I start looking up my own studies, I'm gonna figure this out. And so he said, start with just fasting for 24 hours once a week. And then you can look up intermittent fasting protocols and see if anything like that calls to you. And so, like I always do, uh, 150% of anything I decide to do, (laughs) I started fasting every three days for 12 hours. Um, And I think the first two weeks I did 24 hours. And then every three days I tried to fast all day for about 12 hours and kept adding that back in. Um, And he had said things to me like, do you notice what you're eating is different? Do you notice what you're craving is different? And I was like, 100%. So for anyone out there that's had a concussion, I would be curious and tell us in the comments below. So almost like um, cleansed your brain even to, to be able to like almost reset and for your brain to start telling you, no, these are the things I want for my body, not what you were doing before. Yeah, but so to reset my brain, what I would do is fast, which is basically like clearing your gut mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. and then letting it re-regulate. It's almost like when you defibrillate someone, right? You or someone's, you know, tachycardic or not in regular heart rhythm. Right. You shock them. You stop their heart. What you're doing is you're killing them. You're stopping their heart completely with the faith and hope because most of the time their heart turns back on. And when it turns back on, then it starts operating optimally again. So it's basically like what we're doing for our brain with our belly when we're fasting mm-hmm. is, have you tried turning it off and on again? Right. I love that. Like unplug it, plug it back in whenever you I need to. I love that. And you're like, yeah. I tried everything and 
the guy on the other side of the phone's like try turning it off and on again and you're like come on <laughs> but it Absolutely. works yes so it works with your gut because of your enteric nervous system because it's an intelligence and because it can reset your brain from your stomach yeah. right with a couple of these factors me and nicole nicole have been talking about the intelligence it has with the food and the contamination or purity or vibrational content of the food you're eating yeah. is going to give your brain messages. Yeah, I think we have to stop. I, I love those <laughs> analogies so much. It, it just helps me to also remember to just to stay with that consciousness and the things I'm putting in my body, which is like a lifelong thing, right? That we all have our ups and downs. Um, but I think, you know, just in general, we have to stop acting like the body is made up of separate components. Like, yes, this might be my liver, and yes, this might be my brain, but to think that they are not affecting each other is almost just crazy nonsense, you know? Right. Like, with all the knowledge we have in it, and it's like in Eastern medicine, they've known these things forever. There's all, all the practices are centered around, like, body, soul, mind, it's mm -hmm. all together. Your gut health, your yes. emotion health, your spiritual health, mm -hmm. your gut health, your mental health, yeah. your emotional health, your spiritual yeah. health. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, regulations are good for certain things, but because of regulations, some of these, some of the knowledge has been slowed in Western countries, I believe. You know, I feel like we're finally, like, getting on board with so many things here that, you know, you and I, many other people have had a belief in for years and years. And, you know, there's good in, in all different modalities, but, like, just that seeing the body as a whole, um, and one thing that I would love to see a radical shift in in the United States would be even the way that doctors treat us as a whole unit yeah. instead of just saying, yeah, oh, that's not, I mean, I get that they can't all be specialists in every single thing yeah. always, but still saying, I need to work with this other doctor over here so that we can figure out this problem. Well, and I love know. that you said that because I feel like I want you to tell the listeners a little bit more about that with you specifically because Nicole has been through some health um, challenges <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they were treated separately and I feel like you can tell us a little bit about that journey of how you've been piecing these parts back together. So when she's mm -hmm. saying these things, she's saying it, I know, from deep experience a lived experience of trying to find things to heal your gut health as it relates to other parts of your body. Absolutely. And that will be a fun and, yeah. you know, completely different <laughs> episode. I can't wait to get there, too, because I'm, I know that there's just so many people. I mean, it, it, it's just rampant in the yeah. United States, I feel like. Um, and I do think a lot of it did start in the gut. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I think you do hear stories all the time of people with extreme mental illness um, who start having gut issues and their whole life falls apart and then they address some deep-seated thing that's happened and, mm -hmm. and that it turns out once they fix that and heal that, then their body's healed. And I wish that would have yeah. been my journey. Like <laughs> that you had more to learn. You have more wisdom. Yes, yeah, I had a lot more to learn. <laughs> but let's, yeah. let's leave them with... Um, just a couple thoughts, which uh, which me and Nicole had been talking about earlier, which is if this is new to you or not even new to you, if you've heard this before, maybe incorporate a couple practices. So the first thing to do, intuitive eating. So um, maybe make a mental note or write this down 
and what you can do to maybe assess your own gut health and how that's playing a role in your mental health or the rest of your health um, is every time you go to eat something, put one hand on your stomach and take a deep breath and ask, what do I feel like? What will nourish me? What does my body need? Yeah. So intuitive eating. The second thing is um, maybe consider fasting and how you could implement that in, in your routine. Maybe a third thought of a practice that could help you is meditating specifically and learning about your third chakra. So your solar plexus, especially all of our yoga teachers out there, we know is called Manipura, fire of a thousand suns. So emotionally and energetically, it is your center um, to connect to your God. It's your self-esteem, but like a deep sense of your self-esteem, not just uh, I have, how am I labeling myself? It's like, who are you infinitely, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's your power. So it's, it's how you create things in the world or the lack of creating things in the world and your belief in your own power. So this energetic and emotional center, um, how, how you digest things, how you take information in, and how you pass information um, or waste that is not for you or you don't need, how gracefully you take things in and pass things out, and belief in all of those things that we just mentioned are some ideas to start um, playing with if you want to get to know or be more aware of your own gut health. So, I love those. And yeah, we thank you guys for being with us again today. Um, I know that this is just touching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to gut health. So we just wanted to touch on a couple things that have been on our hearts and minds lately. If you have any burning questions, um, please leave them in the comments. We also would love for you to subscribe to our blog, share it with your friends, and of course, give us a follow at Crystal Zinn, that's Z-I-N-N, yoga, on Instagram. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to recommit to intuitive eating this week. <laughs> <laughs> Feel my brain. <laughs> Love it. Thank, thank you. you.